prepare to put on your tinfoil hats. Tonight we'll be talking to Amber about her experiences with ghosts in the workplace and her personal life. If you have had an experience that you would like to share, you can contact us at challengeunknown at gmail.com. All right, Amber, go ahead and tell your story. Okay. Um, well, this took place in, we'll say, Louisville, Kentucky is um, where it took place. I'm from Southern Indiana. Um, it took place probably about five, six years ago. I've been working in the children's ER for 11 years, so I have a lot of different things that have happened, but I decided to talk about this instance because I had read a post on Reddit of someone asking if all encounters were negative encounters. And my encounter that I'm going to talk about wasn't really a negative encounter um, for me. Um, basically, I, I worked 7P to 7A um, night shift in the ER and it's a long, long night. <laughs> and, um, it was, it was a pretty rough night that night. We have patients that come in that we call them regulars because they're chronic kids and they come in a lot and you get to know them and their families. Um, and it was that night we had, uh, the trauma alert went off. We had a staff flight coming in and we could hear the trauma coming in. And, um, by the time we got to the room, I mean, it was too late, but we could tell who it was. Like I knew who the patient was. I, I knew his family was. And um, it was pretty early in my shift when this happened. And usually in the ER, like our ER has about six, seven different hallways. And as the night goes on, they, like they close different hallways um, just since we don't have the patients to go into those hallways. And that night I just needed a break because it was rough. And so I went into one of the hallways that was closed down and there's six rooms. And I'm sitting in the unit secretary area, just playing on my phone. And um, I hear a really loud like giggle, like kind of like that creepy giggle and just some footsteps running. And it's not really unusual to hear that um, because I work, there's kids everywhere where I work. So, but I just wanted to make sure that the kid wasn't by themselves. So I got behind, got out from behind the unit secretary um, area and I walked towards where I was hearing the laughing and um, I went into the room and there was nothing in the room, the light was off. And then suddenly like I heard the laughing again, but it was down in like room two and I was in room six. And then I saw the light switch. So I went down there and then I looked in the room and there was no one in the room. And so I turned off the light and, you know, I was kind of, I had an off feeling, but it was the long night. So I was just like, whatever. And so I went back again and like started playing with my phone and then um, room, I think it was room four, room four, the lights turned on and I heard a laugh again. And so at this point, like I knew something was up. And I get up and I walk down to room four and I just, I look into the room and I see the, my patient that I've seen for years and I see him on the bed and he just, he looks at me, he smiles, he laughs, and then he literally just disappeared. 
And then, um, I don't know. It was a really weird feeling. Like I was off the rest of the night. Like you can't go and tell people who you work with what you just saw because they're not going to believe you at all. <laughs> so, yeah, understandably so. But, yeah. I mean, it was just kind of like a peace, an inner peace because I had literally just saw him pass away on the on the trauma table hours before, and so seeing him in the room and like he was a chronic patient and he wasn't he was wheelchair bound and like he was on the bed by himself no wheelchair and he was just smiling and I don't know it was kind of I was really really upset that he was gone but it was kind of just a he's okay <laughs> sense mm -hmm. yeah no I understand but I mean hey you never know you're you know you know coworkers might might not be so judgmental I I absolutely understand the uh the concerns with coming out openly about this kind of stuff and actually a lot of people that have come on our show that we're very hesitant to one of the things that they say is like i've been ridiculed about it for years and nobody listened to me until you guys came along i mean i i hang a giant x-files poster at my work and uh i get ridiculed for it all the time but i think <laughs> it's hilarious and uh yeah, there's a giant X-Files poster, the UFO awesome. flying saucer. I want to, it's it's like a huge movie poster and it's like up on the wall. And like I've, I've always had weird encounters that, you know, I can't explain. And then I've had encounters with friends and family, like I've mentioned before, that they can't explain and I can't explain. And so this, it, this wasn't scary to me because it wasn't the first time like I had ever seen or heard anything like that was unusual or not right. But I don't know that it this is definitely like one of the encounters that sticks out the most to me though because it's just some of the other ones are just scared and then this one I wasn't scared it, it was more like a sense of relief because the way kind the of. way he appeared to you was happy yeah it, I mean it really was and just seeing him smile like I don't know that was just a it really took me back and I was really glad that I only had like two hours left in my shift, like it was almost over. <laughs> but... mm -hmm. I mean, that's kind of interesting to me because most of what I hear uh, from people, both on the show and just like on the internet and their stories, they always say that their stories are uh, very scary. Yeah. Except for except for one occasion, I won't get into that, but um. I think it's a it's a nice change of pace, a nice change of pace to hear about how, you know, it, it's a pleasant experience. It's not you don't feel threatened, you don't feel hurt, you know. It's right. more of a hey, I'm good now, you know. Yeah, I mean it definitely gets your heartbeat going. That's for sure. But like you said, it was and I think that was the main reason I wanted to kind of share it because I you just read all the time about all these like negative things about encounters. And I just don't feel like that's the case. So there you, has to be some good with the bad. <laughs> yeah, of course. With the good, there's the bad. Um, people, people tend to focus on the bad more often than the good. Yeah. I know so, so a lot. <laughs> this was like a, basically a sense of relief for you because, you know, seeing him happy like that was was uh yeah it's nice yeah it, i mean it it was really nice because 
I mean, I had been working there already for, for about, I mean, five, six years and I had grown to like know him and his family. So it's mm-hmm. like, I saw him grow up and it was just, I don't know. It was a very like relieving feeling. And like, I've always said working with children in general just will change your whole perspective on life. Mm-hmm. And that in itself just changed my whole perspective on healthcare. And so I know I'm grateful that I got to experience it at least because mm-hmm. I was, I was very, very upset like the whole night. But when you work in the emergency room, you know, it doesn't stop. Like you have to keep going. And yeah, you know when you have a patient pass away like they'll put a little dove on the door and like they'll, they'll keep the door closed for the rest of the night but you still have to walk past it so you still you're you're constantly reminded of what's in that room and then just being able to like experience that and kind of like say my goodbye in a way was a lot was definitely a good experience and i'm i'm grateful for it it's a very um high stress environment i don't want to say depressing because i don't I don't feel like that gives enough respect to people who who deal with uh, their issues that they deal with. But, you know, it's very, um, very stressful and it's easy to become upset in that kind of environment, I assume. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's it's really easy to take things home with you in that kind of environment. Yeah. Um, I mean, for 12 hours, you're you're dealing with sick children, you're dealing with parents who are worried about their sick children, you're dealing with children who, you know, aren't going to make it, and then you're dealing with children who are just perfectly fine and just need it to go to the doctor. So, I mean, it's definitely, it affects, like, (laughs) everything you do, but Mm. I don't know. It's not meant for everybody, but I I enjoy it, If (laughs) and that sounds so weird saying I enjoy it, but I know it's definitely... My compliments to you because that's that's it's you know it's very honorable that you're you're able to do something that can affect someone so negatively. Thank you. I appreciate that. Of course, I, you know it's not for everyone. Like, for example, for myself, if someone I knew were to pass away like that, I'd be very upset, and I wouldn't want to work for the rest of the night. You know. Yeah. It's rough. (laughs) That's why, like, I went to, like, the closed-down area of the ER, because sometimes you just, you have to step away and take a breather. Yeah. And it it gets different, and I mean, I don't know, it's hard to explain until someone's, like, actually worked in that kind of environment, like, it's really hard to explain, because you don't know what's coming in. Yeah. You know, we know the alerts, like, when we hear the trauma alert come in, like, we know something bad's coming in, or... Like, and we can look at the board and see what's coming in, but, and you, like, when you're in the moment, that's, you're just in the moment. You don't even know what's going on. You're just trying your best. You can, for someone who hasn't done it, you can hear a million stories, but you won't truly understand what it's like until you're there yourself. Exactly. I, I agree with that. The same thing, I mean, it's a little bit off topic, but the same thing applies to, um, veterans and like when when they go to war or I, I guess even the people who have sleep paralysis and encounters with the unknown you, you don't truly understand what it's like until you've experienced it yourself yeah that's a good analogy I mean you try to explain to people who don't 
who have never experienced anything supernatural or anything abnormal and they they think you're crazy and like you can't I just it's a hard community because you can't you don't have anybody to talk to sometimes it feels like yeah about your experience and you know just like this one I had to keep it all bottled bottled up and I just decided to you know share it and you know reddit kind of has been like my outlet for all of my experiences because you know my family knows about it but a lot of the people that are close to me I don't tell about it because <laughs> she's crazy do you just not feel comfortable like you you feel like you might be ridiculed um to an extent maybe i mean i <sighs> I don't know. Like when I when I talk about it with some people, like you can just tell by like their facial expressions and like their body language that they don't believe you. So it's yeah. like a waste. I'm wasting my breath. Like, okay, yeah. fine. You don't want to feel like you're in an awkward situation, or you don't want to have the the feeling of someone like judging you, thinking you're crazy. Right. Exactly. Um, I did. For me, I started just writing things in a journal. Um, mm -hmm. I started writing things in a journal from like a really early age. Like I, I started experiencing things probably like when I was really young and, you know, I would tell my parents and they would be like, oh, it's an imaginary friend, yada, yada. And then, I don't know, I just got this smart idea to just start writing down every single thing I saw and every mm -hmm. single encounter. And like, I have like 15 notebooks just full of weird encounters that i can't explain and going back from when i was like seven or eight years old <laughs> like it's crazy that's amazing <laughs> have you but they're hid and locked away because if someone like reads them they're gonna be like she is nuts <laughs> yeah yeah i i mean i don't blame you i think that um of course, like Reddit is a good outlet, but I think that it's always good to have someone that you can talk to about whatever. Yeah. Of course, that, that, that takes a certain kind of person, but it's always good to have that person that you can just talk to about, you know, anything. Because when you keep things bottled up inside of you, they kind of, you know, build up and build up until, you know, you can't, you can't really, how, how would I put it? You can't really hang on anymore. Oh, I know. I'm a cancer. I'm the best at bottling things up. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good for like drunken talk when you're out drinking with your friends or something. You're like, hey, let me tell you about this. <laughs> and then you can just blame it on alcohol. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I didn't see ghosts. I was just drunk. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was just drinking. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you know what I mean? I was just drunk. <laughs> Would you um would you be willing to share more of your experiences? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I have a lot, guys. <laughs> but yeah, we're all ears. I mean, I love that stuff, man. Oh man, let's see. I mean, goodness sakes, I don't even know where to start. Um, well, I grew up in this this little town in Indiana, like little bitty town. And um, we ended up probably about when I, I think this is like my best experience. My parents built this house literally in the middle of the woods. It was 22 acres, but it used to be an old town. 
in our and they like tore down the town like the old stuff and there's like that old well from the rink that's what it reminded me of but we, they built our house there and I mean I had so many encounters there like I had nicknames for all of the different people and things I would see and it was just um it was very odd like I would have friends over and we would be just like hanging out on the porch and like you it would be daytime but you could see someone like walking towards you and like you could see like the the wood moving like with the footsteps but there was nobody there and it would just walk towards you and then just stop in front of you and like my friends we also had um like rambling I'm sorry I'm trying to think I need to get it in order (laughs) no worries take your time so my old house we had like a catwalk and it was my room and then there was like a little catwalk and it went to another room and it all overlooked our living room and i had brought brought one of my girlfriends home from college one year and uh she was down in the living room sitting um watching tv and i was in the kitchen just getting something to drink and my parents were gone and she just started screaming at the top of her lungs and she said she saw a man walk across the catwalk <laughs> and like i had seen this happen many times before so like it didn't like i was like yeah that's the camera wreck potty i think called him like bob or bill something stupid <laughs> because like at that point in my life like i was just so used to it like it didn't like phase me anymore i'm like yeah that's bob and she never came over again either <laughs> she was just like startled out of her mind yeah she was from indianapolis and i had her in the country in the cornfields and she just mm. was like no <laughs> not doing this yeah i mean they they say that like you can take a country person and put them in the city but you can't take mm-hmm. a city person and put them in the country they don't know what to do <laughs> yeah i mean I'm, I'm from um i'm from oregon so my grandparents are okay. horses and stuff so okay. I, I understand perfectly well. I get you. Yeah. <laughs> no, she was definitely in the city. <laughs> but there there was just, there was a lot of things in that house. And I don't know, it, it always had, like, made me curious because we built the house. So it always this, it was always just something that was really, it perplexed me because how can you build a house and then you have all the experiences? So it had to be something to do with the land. Like, to me, it had to be something to do with the land, but I didn't, I couldn't, like, after we found out that it was built on an old town, like, you know, I was thinking maybe, like, there was a cemetery somewhere for the old town or something like that. Like, I don't know, but there would be things, like, I would call them, like, shadow figures. They would come up from the basement, and they were just, it was just, they were really scary. I wouldn't ever go into the basement. And then that catwalk was... Is it like um, the shadow figures are like silhouettes of people, basically? Yeah, like they were full of silhouettes. And you could hear them like walking up the stairs and they would get to like the third stair up and like you could see them. And then at that point, like I would just like walk the other way. They scared me. Is this like looking dead at them or is this out the corner of your eye? 
most of them were at the corner of my eye, but there were a few times like dead at them. Um, we had a pool table down in the basement and like when I would have friends over and stuff, like we would go down and play pool, but I just, I, I never liked it down there. Like I always just got this super w- weird, weird feeling down there. And mm-hmm. you know, this is my home. I'm supposed to be comfortable <laughs> here, but there's just things in that house that I still to this day cannot explain anything that happened. And then, like, I feel like with me, I feel like things, like, attached to me and, like, followed me because, like, every location I've been to since then, I feel like something has happened. Like, Mm. that's been weird. Um, I had moved to a house um, about seven years ago. I had rented out a house, and um, I was sitting in the living room, and the shadow figure that I would see, like, from the basement I saw in the kitchen while I was sitting in the living room and I saw it in the kitchen and like he was just standing there like full silhouette just standing there and like Mm -hmm. it was terrifying because you could just feel like the negative energy from that and like for the whole year that at least that house I would never go to that end of the house like that room was like a storage only and I would never touch it. (laughs) Or just straight bad juju for you. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Very, very bad. Have you ever had experiences with, like, sleep paralysis? Actually, yes. <laughs> I have horrible sleep paralysis. Um, astral projection as well. I, I I don't think that. I'm not too familiar with that. But I mm-hmm. sleep paralysis for sure. And it is always, like, a man. Like, the figure of a man in, like, the corner of my bedroom. And, like, slowly, like, coming at me. And then I think actually like the last time I had it was probably like two months ago. And like my dog, he sleeps with me and like he woke me up. Like he started like looking my fingers and like it finally got me like moving again. Mm-hmm. But sleep paralysis is definitely um it actually didn't start occurring until I moved out of the house that I grew up in. And hmm. it's scary. And that's just something too like where does that fit in with things? <laughs> like, is it supernatural or is it just like a dream state? Well, if you want to, if you really want to dig into it, I have a basically one idea of what it could be. Yeah. But then again, I have no hard evidence, so I can't just be like this is fact. But, um, so where do I start? Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, have you have you heard of the night hag? The night hag? Yes. I have not. Okay. Well, <laughs> the figure that you see when when you have sleep paralysis is it's like a tall man with a hat. Is what you can describe it. He as doesn't right? have a hat. Doesn't have. But a hat. he is a tall man. Yes, but he doesn't have a hat. Okay, there there are two very distinct uh, things that people see that I remember off the top of my head when they have sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. One would be the night hag, which is like a, a older woman, maybe with a rotting face, or they're at the edge of your bed or on top of your chest, which I've experienced personally, but only once. Yeah. And then the other one would be what people call like the mat, the hat man, which is a dude like standing in their doorway or standing at the foot of their bed 
very like tall, dark silhouetted man with a hat. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if I if this was something that like you know one person would see here and there, I I you know I just shrug it off. But because so many people see it, it leads right. me to want to believe that it has something to do with like um. Uh, I don't want to say spiritual realm because that sounds kind of weird, but we'll we'll call that's it a in- spiritual realm. That's so. interesting because the Hat Man was the first man that I ever wrote about in one of my journals. Really? Yes, he was actually like the first thing I ever like. My first imaginary friend, as my parents would say, he would sit in my green chair at night and he would watch me sleep, and it was a, a silhouette of a man with a tall hat on. Really? And I would so just write yourself. about him. I, I have. I mean, he never, like, did anything. He never moved from the chair. But I saw him multiple, multiple times. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was, so, he was my first. <laughs> you, you seem, or at least to my understanding, you're a little bit less spooked by these kinds of things because it's so common for you. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't scare me. I mean, I'm not saying I don't get scared, but mm-hmm. I'm not, like, taken off guard by it as much anymore. Yeah. So I think that um, maybe even when you were a little kid, since it started happening, then it wouldn't have scared you. But for anyone else, seeing, like, that silhouette sitting in their chair would have scared the ever-living shit out of them. Right. So, <laughs> and it did at first. Of course, at first. Because it happened more and more, the more used to it you became, and the less scared you were. Let me, let me, let me get real close to my mic for this one, real quick. Hold on. Fuck sleep paralysis. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. <laughs> and it, it, it's just like that's the thing. Like you said, like nobody really has like an actual explanation for it, and you know, the fact that it is so common. <laughs> And, like, I've had sleep paralysis with my boyfriend sleeping, like, right next to me. And, like, I can't get him to move, but I can still, like, I'm experiencing it. And I don't know what to do. I mean. It's the worst. So I, I can I can tell you what I did. And maybe you can try to incorporate I that would into. love to know. So at the time, I don't remember how old I was. We'll just say I was, like, 17. Because that's when I was really, really into, like, lucid dreaming, astral projection, astral Mm -hmm. projection, and sleep paralysis. So I was fully aware of, uh, if if you want to try to lucid dream, you always run the risk of having sleep paralysis. Right. Um... Just a disclaimer, I've, I've never actually done the astral projection stuff. I've never made it that far. But... One night, I did have sleep paralysis, and this was during the time I was really into that stuff, and I was asleep. I woke up. I couldn't move. I opened my eyes, and I could very clearly see a, a older woman with, like, I don't want to say zombie, but that's kind of, like, what it, it is similar to in my mind. Like, yeah. she had a rotting face just sitting on my chest, and I couldn't move. I was oh, like, wow. oh, okay. I just closed my eyes, and I went back to sleep, and I called it there. 
But how how could you go back to? Because I was aware of what was happening. I knew that whatever this was wasn't going to hurt me. Yeah. Either it wasn't going to, or it can't. I don't. I can't say either one. But I I knew that I was going to be okay, so I just went back to sleep. Go you, man. I, I I usually can't go back to sleep after those happen. But yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I really. Don't. <laughs> But I've never had one like sitting on my chest before. <laughs> so, like I said, kudos to you because that one probably would have kept me up for days, not wanting to go back to sleep, <laughs> even if I knew it wasn't real. Yeah, um, there's a picture that is in this Discord. If I find it, I'll send it to you. Yeah, and that's the closest representation of what I saw that I could find on the internet. Okay, I think that's that's interesting. I never like. I know they always like when we were talking when I was in nursing school and we were doing like the mental health class or whatever. Like they brought up sleep paralysis as like a mental health thing, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like they broke down like the different things like people can see. And I'm, but it just I never. I don't feel like it's a mental health thing. It's really weird. Oh, I don't. I don't like to say that it's like no confirmed mental health thing or not because that would mean i have some sort of bias so there's always a possibility even if it's 0.5 percent chance you know you got to reserve the right that that is possibly what's happening your picture is terrifying yeah that's that's the closest representation (laughs) of what i can find um i would have shit my pants (laughs) no lie also, you got to remember, 17, a boy, a pothead, like, sleep was my favorite thing, and I wasn't going to let anything take that away from me. True. Okay. I get that. Sleep is still my favorite thing. Yeah. But I'm definitely not 17. <laughs> so, you know, I, I, what makes it more interesting for me, like, sleep paralysis specifically, and, like, the people seeing the night hag or or the the hat dude is it's been going on since like the 1300s there have been accounts of exactly that and the term <laughs> nightmare comes from night hag which is what people would reportedly see that's interesting i'm gonna have to read more into this yeah so to me it's not a coincidence so do you all have like a lot of experiences too? Paranormal? Yeah, like paranormal experiences too. Um Paranormal specifically, no. When I was younger, I didn't used to see like the shadow people out of the corner of my eye. Yeah. But that's about it and that quickly went away. Um I have had plenty of experiences with precognitive dreams, which is basically dreaming something and then it happens uh, in real life. My mom does that. (laughs) Really? Yeah. Yeah, she's done that a few times. And I'm always starting, like, you ever have a dream about me? Don't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, for me, it's kind of weird. Because I'll have the dream, and then more often than not, I'll forget about it. And yeah. then it'll happen, and I'm like, wait, deja vu, this has happened before. I remember dreaming about this. 
it's yeah. nothing like, oh, you're going to win the lottery if you remember these three numbers, you know? Damn. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like, I don't know. My mom just says, like, I'm, she thinks I'm just sensitive. And I, I don't know if, like, like, that's the right word for it, but I pick up on energies a lot. Mm-hmm. And, like, I, I can go into a house and, like, can immediately, like, tell if something is off. And, I don't know. It's, it's. Do you all like think like certain people are like sensitive to other things and stuff like that? I think it's very well possible. I, I like again. I try not to have a bias saying yes or no. It's always it's possible. Yeah, gotcha. I I think people can. Hold on. Uh, yeah, I definitely think people can be more sensitive to that kind of stuff. For sure. I think it's interesting. Yeah. It's, it's nice to like be able to like to talk to some people who like actually <laughs> aren't. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. And uh by the way, don't you know, once you're done with this, make sure to like hang out in our, our so the server that you're in with this app, um Everybody that's ever been on our show is in this channel. So, and it's pretty active. People still talk about, they share, like, we share, like, articles on new stuff coming out, like UFO reports, ghost reports, stories. People send us updates of what's been going on in their lives of, like, I heard the weird sound again in my apartment. You know, know, it's, it's fun, and people are able to talk to each other, which is really nice. Yeah. I, this is like all new to me. I I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not going to say it's required because it's obviously not. But I encourage you to, if you ever feel so inclined, share. Like after today, you know, whenever you just feel like it, share more of your stories. Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of. I have, like I said, I have notebooks full, but. Mm-hmm being put on this spot like I can't like <laughs> in Remember full detail but like I have I always like <laughs> always make the joke with my friends who like believe me like I'm the kid from the sixth sense like mm-hmm. <laughs> I see dead people and <laughs> 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 good and bad <laughs> but <laughs> I'm crazy apparently so <laughs> I don't know it's weird <laughs> I mean but you I'm gotta definitely like being different and being weird as well. I mean, don't don't think of it as a bad thing. I I mean, I kind of I like it. I know that mm-hmm. sounds weird. I like the fact that I'm aware of things that other people aren't aware of, but mm-hmm. then it goes back to the part where I'm just sharing that with myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. So but then like some of my friends you know, that are really close to me, like, they like that part of me, too. So, and they always ask me all kinds of questions. So, what about this? What about this? <laughs> I assume it it feels, like, you know, good to open up and share these kinds of things with those friends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Especially ones that believe in it and have experienced different things. Now, mm-hmm. when you're trying to explain it to, like, skeptics, that's a whole other issue in itself. 
Like yeah. you just you look at the facial expression. That's all you have to do. You're and just being judged, and that's the funny. Thing. They're like, okay, we're not going to talk about this anymore. Like, <laughs> I know you don't believe me, so we're good. I mean, I had my um my boyfriend over the other night, and I had like this thing on my wall that holds my glasses in it. And we were just sitting in the kitchen and suddenly like one of the, my wine glasses, literally like he saw it like lift up and fly and like fall on the floor and crash. And he's oh. like, oh, a car drove past and was loud. <laughs> like, I'm like, no, like that doesn't happen. Yeah, not even but a train like, driving by your house would make that happen. Right. <laughs> and it's just like things will happen around me and he'll just like brush it off you're like oh well it's this it's this and i'm like no like it's <laughs> not right <laughs> bam t-shirt idea there's a t-shirt and there's a countertop with a wine glass on it and there's a ghost picking it up and dropping the wine glass and then in quotes it says it's just a car <laughs> <laughs> that's great <laughs> i will buy it <laughs> i mean it's just ridiculous like the things <laughs> I mean, it's it's all like the whole the whole topic of paranormal UFO encrypted stuff is very touchy for a lot of people, yes. which is which is why we like to to uh, do this because we like we like hearing the stories. And even even like when it's posted, there's always going to be those guys that are like, "No, you're lying," or you know, "It's a cloud." It's a cloud, you know? Yeah. Man, I posted a picture. I took it down. And this is because this is me being me. Like, I took it down because so many people were, like, just calling me on saying things. But I posted a picture of, and I know, like, orbs are, like, a touchy subject anyway in the paranormal world. But, like, I was at the St. Augustine Lighthouse, and it's got a big haunted story to it. And I was walking down the staircase and like right in front of me like there's like this huge ass orb like it's not dust it's so big like it can't be dust it can't be anything else like there was no reason like people were just like bashing me about posting so I just took it down (laughs) it's like see this is why I don't share things (laughs) it's just like the not how do you say it it's like we're in the dark ages of this kind of science yeah. yeah. Just being anonymous on the internet, people feel like they have the right to be a jerk. Oh, yeah. There's some but mean ones out there. I think that you should just completely discredit if someone comes on your post and says, that's not that, that's this, and then they leave it at that, then, you know, ignore it. But if they say, that's not that, that's this, and here's why I think that, that's when it's that's okay. A yeah. That's, yeah. And that's when you'll read up on it. And and I'm okay. Like, I'm totally okay with people, like, debunking me or, like, giving me explanations. Like, even with the story in the ER, like, maybe I was sleep-deprived, you know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Maybe it was the long 12 hours and I was just tired. But I know me and I know what I've experienced, so I I know it wasn't that. But that's what other people might think, you know, as well. And so I'm open to that idea if you all aren't, but... I mean, if you're sleep deprived to past the uh, 24 hour point, you can start actually hallucinating and seeing and hearing things. But 
you wasn't the 24 hour point <laughs> yeah so i mean it's still very well possible but right I, I don't think that's what it is right and i don't either but again if people want to give me explanations i'm open to those like i'm not one of those people like oh whatever no but mm. moral of the story don't be a jerk that's right that's... don't be a jerk <laughs> be kind just you know anyone that's listening when, when you say that <laughs> and fuck sleep paralysis if <laughs> if you go on someone's post that you know shares their experience don't just be like no it's not that it's this you know back it up a little bit you don't even need to go type an essay just back it up a little bit try to create a right. conversation and i feel like sometimes like when people are putting the stuff out there like they're putting a lot into telling their story mm -hmm. and you know it's a part of them and they're putting that out there and, you know yeah it's anonymous but you know it's it's hard to make up some of this stuff and <laughs> i don't know i just i get frustrated when people like hey i'm gonna post something on, on i'm gonna go onto the paranormal reddit page and then i'm just gonna go down and like tell everybody that they're it's fake it's not this it's not this why are you on the page then dude like get it off like <laughs> these people believe in this stuff and this happened to them like let's just be a jerk i mean stackhouse knows very well the ufo subreddits are just gone downhill because of that they're That's both they're both ends of the extremes, man. The the Reddit one is dismiss everything, and the Facebook ones are all oh my god, everything's alien related. <laughs> yeah, that's what you were saying. I don't know. It's just frustrating sometimes. <laughs> I had actually um, there was a I I don't I think it was on like the maybe it was on the UFO one. I don't know for sure. But the town that I grew up in, it's Corden, Indiana, and they're known for, like, the three lights in the sky. Mm -hmm. And I had actually, like, you know, attached an article about it and, like, had explained, you know, an encounter with it. And, like, somebody from Corden actually, like, got on there. He's like, I've never heard of these. I'm from Corden. And I'm like, read the article. <laughs> like, these are real. <laughs> I have seen them. Everybody here has seen them. You're obviously not from Corden. <laughs> like... Just looking for a reason to discredit you, basically. Yeah, exactly. So that's okay. Uh, just, just being anonymous, people feel like they just need to be assholes because of it, which is uh, disheartening and sad. Yeah, that's how but people hey, are though anymore. <laughs> they, they just do what they want, so it's okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna try to change them. Sorry if I rambled. Oh, dude, no, <laughs> we, we love we love long episodes. They they do really well for us. Okay, yeah. I'm glad I could help, and I'm definitely gonna like keep following you guys. <laughs>